Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Listen Carefully. I'm Jen, your host, and I am here to shake things up. I am here to be transparent. I am here to release. I'm here to go through these emotional processes because I'm, want, I'm wanting to help others heal as well. First of all, I'm upset. I'm so upset. I'm angry. I'm passionate. I'm fired up because I wish this information was accessible and readily available and able to be practiced and able to foster and able to nurture because we need this. I'm so passionate about revolutionizing the mental health field. I'm so passionate about destigmatizing mental illness. And I'm so passionate about breaking down human behavior because I believe there is such a wisdom in the body and there is such an intelligence behind why we do the things we do as humans. We are so smart. And so I'm upset that I did not get this information from my society. I am upset that I did not get this information from my school systems. I am upset that I have not been taught relationship and how to rupture and how to repair and how to be with, let alone have a relationship with myself. I am upset that we aren't taught to connect with ourselves. I'm upset that we are taught that we need everything outside of ourselves to be worthy, to be loved, to be enough. And I have had enough. Okay, great. Glad we're on the same page. So this old paradigm is expired. This old paradigm is falling to the wayside. We used to hide all of our feelings. And as kids, we feel everything. If we noticed that people were crying behind closed doors, or if we noticed that people were holding in their emotions and limiting themselves from seeing what was truly happening in others and not taking responsibility for their feelings, sensations, emotions, thoughts. We internalize that as kids. And it's likely that those caregivers that modeled that to us were also modeled that. And that is where I have compassion. I have so much compassion and so much empathy for the fact that we are all human beings. We all suffer. We all go through pain. Some of us more crisis than others. Some of us more pain than you would ever imagine or think possible. And there is no shame in being honest and transparent. I'll be the first to tell you that living in emotional integrity is a lifelong practice. It's something that you have to feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough to go there. Because when you show up authentically and you're truthful about who you are and you are living unapologetically, there is nothing more free. 
There's nothing more freeing. And love can grow when you let go because when we internalize the external pain, we made ourselves suffer because we wanted to understand why others were suffering. If our parents acted that way or if our caregivers acted that way and they weren't present and they were angry or sad or on edge or temperamental or not playing with us, we wanted to understand what that was like. And so that's why we would internalize it. But let's be real. Just because you hold squash or sit on your emotions does not mean that it's not there. I know we have a lot of strategies and coping mechanisms in our culture and in our society that are just maladaptive and not healthy. Like, you know, there's so many things we distract ourselves from that aren't healthy in our behaviors because we avoid, we deny, we distract from the feeling that's just trying to like teach us something. So it's like pushing a beach ball under the water. It's going to take a lot of work. And over time, it's going to have to blow up to the surface, right? If we pretend that it isn't there, it's only going to build and build and build on the energy that it was originally maintaining. And honestly, nothing can be hidden anymore. So if we're not taking our own steps to focus on our own triggers and what creates um, these past inflamed moments that occur in our lives to act the way that we do and to choose to act the way that we do, then there's no way that we get to help others. We have to help ourselves before we can help others. And doing something different is not in words, it's in action. So how real are you willing to get with yourself? How real are you willing to get with yourself to know what you want? You know, we're so enmeshed in everyone else's experience and in everyone else's feelings. And it's hard to sometimes separate what's ours and what's the external. And that's the first place to start. The first place to start is with maybe body sensations or maybe naming feelings out loud or maybe writing things down in a journal. I know for me at the beginning of my journey, I would say things to myself in my head and it wasn't necessarily helpful because I didn't have that outlet and it wasn't coming out and it wasn't releasing. And then it was just festering and it was just building up. And when I finally learned that I could cry, I would get headaches because I had not cried so many of those tears and all of those tears that had not been cried yet were finally getting released. So I want you to be gentle with yourself. I want you to be patient with yourself and have compassion for whichever part of the process you are starting at. So the other main thing that happens when you are in a relational dynamic, let's say with parent and child, 
power becomes such a dynamic. If you had a hundred times more confidence as a parent right now, and you were completely conscious in your parenting style, what would this even look like? There's a mindset and embodiment that you can establish at the beginning of your parenting journey. And if you let these steps sink in, you're gonna be able to have such an easier time through the process. Very few of us can embody this consciousness and bring out the connection to self and others unless we actually feel what we're going to be able to handle in any response to any outcome or any situation. You ready? So if you were already in that place of certainty, you might perceive yourself as having a much easier time connecting authentically. Whether this is true or not, when you are in that position or when you have days where you're feeling a little bit desperate, but you don't want anyone to know that you're feeling a little bit desperate and you're still trying to figure things out because you want to be someone that can show up 100% of the time, well, you're putting it out into the universe and it's exactly real for you right now. So while there are all kinds of tactics and tricks out there, I want to offer something that not only works, but sticks long term. What you also need to take into recognition is that your energy in the way that you show up with yourself with your children and with your family will either be coming from abundance from like a growth perspective and a compassionate perspective of accepting yourself no matter where you are or it will be coming from lack and scarcity which does not feel good for anyone so I'm going to help you understand your integrity, but I also want to point out how important it is that although parenting feels uncomfortable, it's kind of like a thankless job. It's so important because your children are looking to you saying, who can I trust? Who can I believe in? Who can I lean on for perspective? Because before they can learn to do any of this for themselves, wouldn't it be amazing if they could look for you, you know, look to you for this external support? Cool. And in order to prevent a power dynamic that's not so healthy or that feels overwhelming or out of control, it's so important to slow it down to find balance for something that works with both sides. Because in order to really come to a conclusion or to come to a place where both parties are honored, you know, we don't want to be shaming or blaming. We don't want to be um, telling our kids that it's not okay to do something. Because right now they're growing and they're learning and it's their job to mess up. And if we project our perfectionism onto them, it's not healthy by any means. And so you get to be accountable in the emotional equation. You get to show up and say what you need and what you wish and what you feel without making it about your children. 
So this is the real, real challenge because it requires us to feel our own feelings. If our child does something that strikes a chord in us, we get to own our own truth. We get to say, I feel bothered. I feel sad. I feel overwhelmed. Because when we're triggered, it's this defense mechanism for us where we don't necessarily feel safe with our nervous system developed in the stone age. You know, it's not like literally we're not safe. It's that's just how we feel in order to process our experience. We're sensitive. And as time goes on, we're only becoming more and more sensitive. Let's be real. So I say, I feel sad. I feel my feeling by being present with it. I'm attentive with it. And I'm just allowing space for it. A great way to check if I'm in my head versus if I'm in my heart is if I'm in my head, I'm rushing, I'm going quickly, I'm judging, I'm wanting the sadness to change or go away, I'm wishing it wasn't there, I'm wanting it to be different. Um, and that's where the resistance and the polarity become stronger because then we have anxiety and depression and mental health struggles down the road because our gun, right? Our culture didn't teach us how to sit with an emotion. We didn't get emotions 101, you know? And your presence is 100% required in order to move through and digest and create resolution and have an emotional experience. When you push away a quality or a presence of your emotion, your agenda to try to control the outcome completely misses the lesson and what our emotional experience has to teach us. When we're in our hearts, we're meeting it where it is, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. We're sitting with it and it takes practice. It's just like when you go to the gym, it takes reps, it takes time, it takes awareness and space to build a muscle. So in order to learn this skill and to master how to feel, it takes slowing down. It is a lifelong practice. And you're going to start to become aware of these steps that you maybe glossed over in the past, or maybe you're remembering where you could have done something different. And this is an invitation to just acknowledge that, to not add any self-sabotage to that but to say, okay, this is a learning curve. This is where I'm gonna try something new. This is where I'm gonna consistently show up for myself. And time after time, I'm gonna invite the emotion and I'm gonna say, wow, this is my chance to grow right now. I'm here for me and this is safe. Because when we feel our feeling, we're becoming more conscious of our frequency, of our vibration, of the way that we, you know, exist and the way we have reverence and the way we can become humble for what the opportunity is presenting us with. So what I want you to do this week is start to tune into those body sensations Start to notice when you're swallowing those tears. Start to notice when your body's getting backed up. Start to notice your own patterns for coping. 
the things you turn to when you're avoiding that feeling, when it doesn't feel safe enough to have that feeling, just start noticing. No pressure to change it. No pressure to do something different. Notice where you are in your experience and in your patterning for being able to tolerate and handle difficult, challenging emotions. Because it's likely that when you start to examine your own patterning, you're bringing awareness to your process and the people around you will do the same too. But again, right, starts with you first. So I want you keeping me posted and letting me know what you have tracked this week in your awareness and get fired up. Notice what you're passionate about in this world and start to channel those feelings. Okay. All right. I will see you on the flip side. Have a beautiful week. Mwah.